0: This is episode three of Strong Dad's Community, The Men, The Myths, and The Legends in the Making. This podcast is part of Thumos USA, a community optimizing men for growth, purpose, and impact. Today we have Jason St. Seer on the show. Welcome, Jason. Hey, Charlie. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you getting your time and and talking to us, man, today. Um, So... For the listeners that don't know who you are man tell us a little bit about yourself uh, a little bit of background about your family and, and who you are yeah um my name is jason saint
1: Cyr. i live uh, right outside of new orleans louisiana uh in a town called mandeville um i have two boys uh and a beautiful wife uh, my boys are ethan and evan ethan is my oldest he just turned 14 Evan is my youngest and he just turned twelve. So I love him to death. And uh, you know, one of the reasons I joined Dumos is to to be better for them, uh, to be a dad that that really gets it done. So um and, and Dumos has really helped
0: me with that. Oh, nice. And and so you're embarking on the teenage years, is is what you're telling me. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm trying to stay the hero, you know. <laughs> yeah, not easy, not easy. Apparently, no, not. from what I hear, because uh, I've got, I've got uh, one, you know, right in smack dab in the middle of teenage, and uh, yeah, it's just a different, different journey, different part of the journey. So, uh, tell me, uh, you know, you came on. With what we're trying to do here with this podcast is share stories, like real stories, real from real people. Um, about the experiences they're having as dad or or experiences they had as, as a son with their father and how that's impacted and changed the lives of, of those around them so um so maybe you can share a little bit of the story you wanted to come along with today um, and we'll kind of take it from there
1: yeah charlie um you know again I, I joined the Thumos community um for for several reasons you know to for self development but but a lot of that uh ties into being a better husband a better father and just a, you know a better a better person for your community but um really one of the the dramatic effects it had on me is my willingness to just really step up and be a role model as a dad and try to stay the hero you know that's not always easy your kids uh they get older and they start seeing you differently and, and you really got to step up your game if you're if you're going to stay the hero so uh so far i think I've, I've done a pretty good job of that but um you know when i went on my first new most weekend and I really stepped into that role. Uh, did a lot of introspection a- around how I was doing as a father. And um, when I stepped away with with a little bit of clarity around it, I, I realized that I had to ask my kids uh, questions. You know, um, I was I was busy making statements like "You need to do this and clean your room, and you should be doing this and this and that." But I wasn't I wasn't really inquisitive around what they had going on emotionally and in, in, in their lives. So um, uh, one of the things that I learned through the through most community is that uh these things are best done in nature you know it's it's hard to to really clear get clear-minded enough to do any kind of introspection or be genuine when there's there's a lot of distractions around you and you know when you're in the workplace and when you're when you're at home uh they're thinking about man when can i you know pick up my handheld playstation device and get back on the screens you know so when you take them out on a camping trip or a walk in nature it really kind of clears the mind and and that's what i did i did that with my oldest first and uh really asked him two questions um one was what are you struggling with um and and for for him it was confidence you know he, he couldn't really find his legs he was uh, uh had a lot of uh self-doubt and I, i'm not sure if that was my fault you know in the upbringing and uh but at the time i was i was determined that if that was something that i was gonna make that right um the second question i asked him was what do you need you know and, and, it, and it was around support and encouragement. So uh, he and I were talking, and he, he he tried sports, and and he really didn't do well in sports, which I believe played into to that uh, that wound around self doubt for him. You know, he didn't excel in that. So uh, he was a fairly big kid for his age. So I I asked him, hey, what about martial arts, man? Do you want to give that a try? And uh, he was very uh, shy at the time, and um, but but he agreed to it, and he said, Dad, if you think it's the right thing to do, I'll give it a shot. Uh, at this time, he was uh, about 11 and a half. So I remember I took him to the uh, Gracie United Jiu Jitsu dojo and uh, got him signed up. And the questionnaire asked um, several questions about why you were joining. And it was around you know uh, physical health, discipline, mental health. It was all these things. And he checked them all, every one of them. And I don't remember all of them, but there were probably 10 reasons for, for, uh, for joining Jiu Jitsu that they asked the child. And I just signed my name to it, you know, and the waiver and everything. But, um, I, you know, I wasn't sure that he would get all those things. It, it seemed like a whole lot um, coming, a whole lot that they could offer. But, I, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So um, we left. I had just signed him up that first time, and he really didn't get down on the mat with anybody. But I remember we came back the second time, and uh, they were – little boys and little girls, and, uh, you know, it was a junior class, and he was grappling around on the mat, and he was instantly good right out of the gate because of his size. He's never been really coordinated, but um, but his size gave him an advantage out there, but there was, uh, so, so he was a white belt, of course, just starting, and he did pretty well against all the other white belts, and then they kind of stepped him up to gray belts, and he was doing good against the gray belts, so they put him up against a girl who was uh, a yellow belt, right? That's the next belt up for them. And her name was Zoe. And there were two Zoes in the class, man, which ultimately the two Zoes became his nemesis because they were very rough and tough girls. They would throw them around. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the first time he fought a Zoe, uh, first time he grappled with a with a zoe man, she manhandled him I mean or womanhandled him I should say i mean, did, did she was really aggressive and really skilled, so very technical on the mat, and he cried, you know and, and it wasn't because he was physically hurt, it was because his feelings were hurt and you know there was a confidence thing in there. he didn't he didn't like to be uh, especially after winning against the white belts and the gray belts. he didn't like to to lose and, for, and especially in front of other kids, right so um so that continued. And, you know, he, he kept fighting the Zoey's, you know, and and at times when I dropped him off at Jiu Jitsu, I remember uh, I was like, I would ask him, like, how'd you do? And he's like, I did pretty good, Dad. And I was like, did you fight a Zoe, though? And he's like, no, I didn't fight a Zoe. Right. So they became like the two <laughs> Zoey's became his nemesis. Right. So, um he he continued to fight and 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 as you know because i know you have a history with martial arts uh w- you know when you when you spar against someone who's at a greater level than you that's the best way to grow so uh he kept going up against the zoeys and uh and he kept improving so his his technique improved and his confidence improved and uh you know he still cried for about you know i would say a good f- two to three months in, if if he got thrown down or if he got really hurt, you know, he had braces at the time. And he, you know, if he got hit in the lip, I ended up buying a, a mouth guard, but, um, he would, uh, he'd come out and be like, dad, I, I submitted Zoe. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, I could see this confidence building in him and and we could tell at home, uh, you know, he was, he was, more prone to cleaning his room and keeping things tidy around him. And uh, he's always been my yes sir kid. Um, You know, if I tell him, hey, hey buddy, I need you to clean the bathroom today, it's yes sir. You know, and and my youngest has not been like that. But, um, But he really started to take pride in the job that he did so I, I saw that as a result of of, of this uh, new new experience he was getting through martial arts, and uh, I'll never forget, you know, fast forward a couple of years he he was in it for about two and a half years, and then he took a break and he just recently joined back. Uh, in fact, he's he's two classes in since joining back. Um, and Zoe's still there, by the way, so he's <laughs> <she hasn't. laughs> but um but I remember asking him one day, like, "Hey, did you fight a Zoe?" And he's like, dad, the Zoes are easy now." And wow. and I was so pr- I was so proud of him, you know. And I I still went as, as often as I could to watch him go through class. And the class is a lot of jumping jacks and push ups and things like that. And then they work through techniques, and then they do the sparring at the end. And I would always at least try to show up for the sparring so I could kind of be there for him. And he would look up at me and you know look for my approval. And, and I was always proud of him. Uh, there were other dads out there, man, um, that were doing the coaching for the coaches, right? And then that was always interesting. Uh, to see because, you know. It, it- the one there would be that one dad that's shouting at them while they're on the mat like do this do this do this and I, I really don't think that was very productive for the kids you know over time i got to see that so i would just be quiet man and let him do his thing and you know when he when he did something well and he looked up at me i would give him a thumbs up and uh and you know if he if he uh if he didn't do well then i'd say hey man you you tried hard i'm proud of you you know you got up there and you did your best you gave it your all and then there was those times where he didn't give it his all you know whether he was tired or or something like that, where I had to come in and say, hey, man, did, you didn't really give it your best today, right? Well, what's going on? You know, and we, we'd explore that a little bit and find out that, you know, he didn't sleep good the, the last night. And then I got to talk to him about, you know, the importance of getting rest and not staying up too late and things like that. But uh, but I'll never forget, I asked him later on down the road, now we're years into jujitsu, and I'm like, hey, hey, bud, did
0: you find a Zoe today? He's like, dad, Zoe's my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. So it went from uh initially not being able to handle zoe to zoe is easy to zoe is my girlfriend exactly man exactly
1: so it's really uh it's really like that that kind of sums up his journey uh especially when it comes to uh you know when it's around confidence and what martial arts did for his confidence and and not just the martial art itself but me being there and working with him and through through this with him and being able to coach him and guide him and direct him whether he won you know i taught him to be humble when he won and when he lost i told him hey look man you're going to win next time you know you're improving you're you know these are, losing is one of our greatest lessons failure is a lesson if, if we approach it correctly
0: you know you talk about being inquisitive like so it sounded like you you be, you had learned that from the first thing most weekend about uh, being inquisitive with your kids and you just described a story about your son transforming from low self-esteem to very confident, and you you just said a whole bunch, and I guess I just wanted to peel back. When you talk about being inquisitive, uh, there was a moment, or there was, was, it sounds like there was a time when he was really vulnerable, and he would come back after a lesson, and, and he was failing. What were the conversations like with him? At that moment when he was failing
1: oh man let's see um <clears throat> you know I, I i basically asked him how he felt around fa- around failing and you know why he was so impacted with it especially when those tears came and you know he he would say things like hey, you know dad everybody was watching me you know and 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 I had to. I really had to talk to him around the team element, right? So I said, you know, at the at this dojo, at this jujitsu on the mat, everybody's on your team, man. They all want to help you grow. Nobody's judging you, and it and there really was that element of that community there. So, um, you know, I, I think that often as parents, we 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 send a lot of statements in our kids direction do this this is what you should be and then my my ultimate unfavorite one is i love you but you need to right i love you but should be completely deleted from our, our vocabulary but i think you know we learn when we ask questions we don't learn anything when, when we're when we're sending off statements it's if you want to learn about your kids you know i i tell i tell some of the guys in our men's group because we're all there to be better dads right i said mm-hmm. man if you want to be a better dad why not ask your child how can i be a better dad because what you're going to get is the answer and you're going to get
0: you what you have to work on <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes yes uh, man it, it seems so simple it, it really
1: humanizes us in, in in the eyes of our kids right because you know we we as adults especially men we wear this armor like hey we have it all together you know, we have all our ducks in a row. We don't need any help or anything like that, when it's not really true. When, when you look beneath the beneath the armor, uh, we're all humans. So, you know, when you're relatable to your kids, and, and part of that is asking questions and showing them that you're curious and you need answers too, um, you're letting them know that your struggles you know I let my kids see me cry even though I've been brought up to where you know the, the rule was men don't cry uh and you know I can't relate to that because <clears throat> when he was in those 1st jujitsu jiu-jitsu classes he cried I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't slightly embarrassed that my kid was out there crying right but um after doing men's work <clears throat> and and seeing grown men cry and what a release and what what a type of medicine that that is um i see so much strength in tears now it, it's necessary to, to to manage your tears and to be able to to emote like that and that's something that uh that many young men are not raised to understand do you think that he knows that now absolutely absolutely partially because i've become a cry baby man that's how i let go of that, that's- <laughs> That's uh that's medicine for me you know so when I need to cry i cry and i don't hide it from him because that humanizes me and makes me relatable to him you know i don't he doesn't see me as this big superhero in a different way so i'm, I'm staying the hero but i'm showing him a different a different uh angle and strengths rather than you know me giving him a false strength that, that that you know looks like the statement men men don't cry i'm showing that i'm showing him that it men it it takes strength for men to cry
0: you know, I've had conversations recently about about this particular topic of crying. And it's pretty amazing that as humans, we get together and we laugh. We struggle together. We, we, we do. We have we share all kinds of emotions together. But the one thing that's sort of taboo is for getting together and crying You know, outside of a funeral. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, something that is more raw that can bring people together than just crying together. And yet I I say that very confidently yet. I don't do it, um, you know, in my own life. And and, you you saying that is uh, in, in, in being able to be that vulnerable in front of your kids and sharing that emotion. And it it could be tears of joy. It could be tears of, uh, you know, sadness or whatever it may be, but being that vulnerable in front of your kids, man, what a lesson. Yeah. it's, It's about being authentic. You know being authentic with your
1: kids and 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 again humanizing yourself you know if you if you are open to their tears right if he if he cries in front of me and i say stop that men don't cry is that a safe space is that a safe space for him to be in no he's going to get the message loud and clear oh wow this is not a safe space for me to, to, to release emotion right mm-hmm. so he it, i think if we do that enough with our kids um and it doesn't take long. If, if you do that one or two or three times, man, they're going to get the lesson, right? And they're going to withdraw from you and, and the situation, right? So <clears throat> one of the things I focus on is making my house a safe space for my children. It's like, hey, whatever you are, whatever you're going through, this is a safe place to do it. Whether it's cry, scream, yell, anger, whatever, I'm going to accept all of that from you because Mm -hmm. i don't want to stifle like what beautiful traits are we repressing or stifling in our kids because they don't meet our expectations of the humans that they are becoming Right, mm. and that's all. Yeah. That all comes from fear, right? I'm, I'm, oh, I have fear, and it it comes from a place of love, right? I want my children to be successful, and I fear that maybe that won't be the case for them. And but I have this rigid idea of what that looks like step by step. And and to be honest, n- no one really has that, right? There are too many variables in place for us to be able to judge them one way or another. There are some things that are just naturally bad, like we don't want to see our children's do drugs, but if it has gone down that path, you have to accept that first. You have to love them exactly where they're at before you're going to actually influence them or
0: create any real change within them. Jason, you said a tremendous amount today um, for dads out there that are struggling uh, to, to to cope and to, to meet their kids where they are. What how would you summarize or how would you sort of prioritize sort of the things that bubble up to you as the most important as if you, if you kind of come along this journey and in the lessons you've learned uh, and the ones that you've shared today?
1: Wow, Charlie, um I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is, you know, um, is that. The dad has such a, an impact on on their children, you know, it's such an important role and it's something that has to be done correctly and you really can't do it by yourself as men. We don't ask for directions or that's that's, you know, what we're supposed to think. But we when we can be part of a men's community and, and be on podcast calls like this, we can really um, we can get perspective and, and tactics and tools from dads that have been through so many different situations, so many different diff- different different um, variables and, and learn about how they navigated through these waters and what they learned, right? I, I don't think here's what you should do is ever an effective statement, but here's where I've failed and here's what I learned. It is very valuable, right? So when you can um, when you can have a community of men or parents uh, in general and, and just share your failures and your lessons, and that's so huge for our children. It allows us to show it better for them. It was. I believe it was Frederick Douglass that said he had this quote. Um, it said, "It is easier to raise strong boys than to fix broken men." And mm. and that's kind of how that I keep that in mind. You know, uh, how I show up for my boys is very important to me because I don't want them to. Um, you know, we've seen in circles some 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 issues with with fathers that have has really p- men have carried weight for a long
0: time around their dads, and uh, and that won't be my children. Jason, thank you. And uh, for those listening, thanks for listening. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard today, please remember to follow, share, and give us five stars. If you're a man searching for improvement and growth, be sure to check out Uh Jason, thanks again for your time today, brother. And I, I have a feeling that uh, you'll be back on pretty soon because it uh, sounds like we just hit the tip of the iceberg. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thank on you, today. Charlie. I hope so.
1: Thanks a lot, man. Have a great day. All right. You too.